Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yo, spade a spade. That's a historic victory, okay? Offensively, you put up some historic numbers today because you didn't give a about the scoreboard. And it's hard to score uh, in this league, but to be able to put up 70 points, I think that is going to put a lot of teams on notice um, that we're nothing to play with. 70 points is crazy. Like, that's like, that all stats, like, that's like video game type stuff. Your uh, Madden rating to increase after uh, this week's performance. It better do something. Um, then, obviously, my speed, because I don't, don't want to be no time. Right here. You know, we always talk about trash to each other, but no, no, hopefully that happens, though. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and that was the duo of Raheem Moster and Devon A. Chain talking about the Dolphins hanging 70 points on the Broncos. Sunday. Could have been more. They and were it nice. easily mm. could have been more. It should have been more. Would you kick the field goal? I would have, yes. <laughs> but I'm not a nice person. <laughs> yeah. I know you would have. You would have gone. You would have faked a field goal. The Jay Croucher would have yeah. faked the field goal. Would have gone for a fake field Sean goal. Sean Payton would have. Yeah. If it was the other way. That's also true. When they got to 55, I would have started going for two. Just go for two every time. <laughs> see what, see how yeah, far see you can happens. run it up. There's been some talk about Mike McDaniel disrespecting the game with how he ran up the score. Please, the Denver Broncos defense dis- disrespected Thank you. the yeah. exactly. They're the ones exactly right. need to be punished, not Mike McDaniel. He did everything that he should have. He absolutely should. I, I remember when uh, I went, Kobe went for, uh, I think, 83. And I was, I was at that game, the game against uh, the, Raptors. The, the Raptors. Yeah, exactly. And they just... All they did was keep, you know, they kept feeding Kobe. They didn't need to. Like, they're like, let's get you the record. They just kept feeding Kobe. And weirdly, Toronto kept fouling him. Like, if you go back and watch that game, like, he, Jalen sure, Rose. Right, he shoots a lot of foul shots. And, right, and so anyway, whatever. The fact of the matter is, uh, friend of the show, Raheem must start, as he prefers to be called. As, that's how I remember it. Uh, Raheem the Dream. Puts up a, just a monster day, as does Devon A. Chain, our friend. But here's what's uh, – I think it's a note to all NFL players out there. You come on the show. You put up a monster note. By the way, Debo Samuel had oh. a huge game on Thursday yep. night. No one remembers that because of what the Dolphins just did. But Not Debo a great Samuel, game for C.D. Lamb, but that's okay. That's all, well, whatever. It's been a while <laughs> since he's been on the show. But, come back, you know, like, Come back. It's not – C.D. Lamb can't throw the ball himself. It's true. Can't throw it to himself. That's, that's true. fair. All right. All right, let's jump into get, get on this show. Yeah, I would, I would love to do a show today. Let's <laughs> yeah, do the point. let's jump into the Roto World Player News. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to do weekend warriors. We're going to get into the Sunday series, of course. But we have to start 
with the Broncos-Dolphins game because Raheem Mostert and Devon A. Chain combined for eight touchdowns and 103.1 fantasy points. Yes, 103.1. A. Chain, obviously a breakout game in his rookie season. He gets 18 carries for over 200 yards. He also catches four passes for 30 and each having four touchdowns, Barry, was just unbelievably ridiculous. The Broncos weren't tackling anyone. They weren't playing any defense. And the Dolphins, we talk about this pass game a lot, but the run game was absurd. We talked about this a little bit on fantasy football pregame Sunday morning. Now, obviously, we didn't expect over 100 fantasy points. We didn't expect eight combined touchdowns. But we did say that we thought, hey, the Denver Broncos defense is not something that we particularly are impressed with. We saw what Brian Robinson did to them the week before, that you could run on Denver. And we were like, hey, West Coast team traveling east for a 1 o'clock game in the hot Miami sun. Like, this could get ugly. Again, we did not predict 70. I'm not sitting here saying we predicted 70. But I'm not surprised that the Dolphins put up a big number here. You and I, Jay, both like the Dolphins to cover the 6.5. Obviously, they did that very easily. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, where to start here? I <clears throat> I think the question is, is, how real what, is it? Well, how real is it for A-Chain in particular? Right, And right, how right. much of a thing is he? Because is he just the starting running back now on the best offensive football and a top 12 running back the rest of the way? Or is he just going to go back to getting, in a normal game, you know, 9, 10 carries and be that kind of guy? I think it's somewhere in between, which is, remember, again, as you see, like, the no-look pass. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Patrick. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, that's the thing. The running backs did so much in here that no one's really talking about Tua. Tua played a great game. Uh, you know, I mean, I just feel like he's not getting nearly enough credit. It's a lot of, like, why didn't McDaniel go for the field goal and the running backs? But two have played an absolutely monster game. To answer your question about Devon A. Chain, here's, here's what I will tell you. Is that Jalen Waddle wasn't in this game. So, first off, that's, I think, part of it. They used Mostert, actually, in the passing game. Second most receptions and uh, second most targets on the team for Mostert. Second most receptions in Mostert's game in a career. So, they used him, I felt like, somewhat in the Waddle role. I thought it might be a Braxton Berrios or River Craycraft, but no, it was, it was actually Raheem Mostert. But think about what Mike McDaniel did last year and what we've seen him do in San Francisco. It was Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert. I just think Devon Chain takes that Jeff Wilson Jr. role. One of the reasons why Mostert and Wilson, and, were, and even Chain to an extent, were devalued in ADP coming into the season was because people were, well, this is going to be a committee. And now I think it's... I don't know how you put Devon Achain back on the bench after this performance. Having said that, Raheem Mostert did nothing to lose the job. So do I think he's the starting running back of the Dolphins? No. Do I think he's going back to just a 9-10 touches a game? No. So I think it's somewhere in between. They play at a, a very fast pace of play, and this offense is clearly explosive enough. We're not expecting 70 every week. But this offense is obviously explosive enough that both guys – can be startable fantasy running backs every week in fantasy football. I think the biggest loser here is probably Jeff Wilson Jr., who I just don't – as long as those two guys are healthy, I don't know how they come off the field. Yeah, to me, Connor, the most ridiculous thing out of all of this is that Raheem Mostert had 142 yards, seven receptions, four touchdowns, and you probably feel worse about him going forward now just because of how good A-Chain was. I mean, what what kind of role do you think A-Chain will have from here? It's – Weird to say change of pace because change of pace in this offense is something that matters a lot because the change of pace in the Dolphins' backfield, they all, they're all fast. They're all great. They all can hit the big play. But it feels like they know a couple things. Number one, Mike McDaniel's been with Raheem Mostert most of his NFL career going back to San Francisco. Mostert's a guy that breaks down if you use him too much. They want to be careful by not just burning him out. So you have A-Chain now that can split the carries or in games that you're 
dictating the entire rhythm, you lean on them. And they did lean on them in this game. And while we're trying to figure out the usage, guys, we talked a lot about A-Chain's talent on the draft. Yeah. Before we get there, hang on for one second. Two things. Number one is um, a lot of people are victory lapping Devon A-Chain. You know, oh, they talked about Devon A-Chain. But what we would like to do right here is we would like to victory lap the people who are victory lapping because this, this clip is literally from draft night. From draft night. NFL draft night, not fantasy draft night. At, from the actual draft night. The Friday night, night two of the NFL draft. Roll the clip. Speed. Miami loves speed. They love stressing you on the edges or if you can hit one in between the tackles and get upfield. And that's what Devon A-Chain can do. I've seen a lot of A-Chain. And I have to tell you, he is just, he's fast. He's also physical. He's tough to bring down. He was very productive in the SEC, and now he goes to a, tre- a tremendous play caller in Mike McDaniel. Tough saying those silver headphones again, but it was a really good point. Yeah, no, 100%. We had some technical difficulties we needed to like. But anyway, yeah, if I could get a Bose sponsorship, I'd be down for that. I'm a big fan of Bose, um, uh, as is Connor Rogers. But we're an even bigger fan of Devon A-Chain, as you saw there. Again, that was literally draft night. Everything we said on draft night has come true. We talked about it in the preseason as well. But most importantly, he's only rostered in 41% of Yahoo League. So he's out there at about 60%, 2% started him. So can you imagine seeing all those points on your bench? This is blow your budget. This is, you know, number one waiver pick. This is go all in on Devon A-Chain. You've, you have likely seen the best game of his career. Yes. You know, I mean, not forget this here. This is literally the best, going to be the get best game of his career. But again, is this a fluke? It isn't. He's a fast, powerful runner in a offense that is tailor-made for him. There is a reason why Mike McDaniel stood on the table and went to get him. That was not in that clip there, but that's what we talked about right. draft night as well. Yeah. yeah, and look, just don't be surprised if you do blow your budget on him that he has nine carries for 37 yards against Buffalo this coming week because that is also could be in play in a timeshare going up against a better defense. But then the week after against the Giants, he could easily have 110 yards and two touchdowns. So I think it's going to be inconsistent. He's not going to be a typical, uh, hugely valuable running back in fantasy, but obviously he has to be started everywhere for the time being. Without a doubt. And when you look at the Dolphins' offense, I mean, this tweet from Pro Football Talk just on their speed, it's it's you know it's just insane when you look at what they have um all the guys that are hitting top speeds in the nfl will they all play for the dolphins whether it's tyree kill whether it's of course devon a chain raheem mostert i mean this miami offense you could buy in pretty much anybody that's going to handle any near majority work of the work of the snaps yep and again we've only mentioned to attack of name once but he's obviously a locked in top seven top eight fantasy quarterback the rest of the way clearly Uh, he, he was kind of an afterthought in this game. All he did was go 23 at 26, 309 passing yards and right. four touchdowns. And, and Tyreek yeah. Hill, by the way. We yeah. haven't even talked about Tyreek Hill. 157 on the touchdown. Right, just I mean, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, just another day. I mean, Tyreek Hill is, you know, anyway. But, like, there's a very good scenario where Tyreek Hill finishes the year as the number one fantasy wide receiver, right? Yep. You know what I mean? It's him and, him and Jefferson. Like, again, I just pour one out for everyone that decided they're sitting at the draft into the first round like I could go Cooper Cup I could go Tyree Kill Tyree I'm gonna go Cooper Cup you know like like you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna Jay, do uh, you were on this one two weeks ago and hopefully people listen then is the value gonna start to run out on McDaniel coach of the year 
Well, here's the thing. If he goes into Buffalo this weekend and wins, then he's pretty much just going to play a straight bat from there, uh, and he should win Coach of the Year. The thing is, what we talked about is that people are just going to be desperate to vote for him because he's so cool, and the offense is so cool, and they're so fast, and he is just great. Uh, and you combine the personality with the play calling and the very visible coaching, and also the fact that I don't think people really think of Tua in the same breath as Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. Correct. So the credit will go to the coach in a big The way. credit will go to McDaniel, and again, we talked about this. It's a media award, yeah. and Mike, the media loves Mike, and rightfully so, by the way. Mike McDaniel's awesome, right? I mean, but, like, they like him. Like, he's not a... Like, I, I, I legitimately think one of the reasons why Belichick didn't win all those years is just, like, he's not media-friendly. Yep. You know, it's insane. Like, the, that 10-year stretch... Sad by humans. I, I mean, Belichick should have won every single year. You yep. know what I mean? The fact that Belichick's got, what, one coach of the year, maybe two, I think, yeah. in his career. Like, he should have won it for a decade straight. You know, every year the Patriots were elite. And it's, anyway, but, like, but that's my point. It's a media award. The media loves Mike McDaniel. Yeah, compare that to, like, I can't remember a single thing Dennis Allen has ever said. <laughs> I just literally can't right. think of a quote that he's ever said. Whereas McDaniel, I just see him all the time, uh, and he's such a, such a great quote. Mike McDaniel, formerly a ball boy for the Broncos, what, 15-some years later, he hangs 70 on him. Insane, insane story. But with I, the, I mean, uh, yeah. I, the, um, you know, I do love the stuff that you've seen around social media, and we'll move on to this very quickly, but just the stuff that, like, Mike McDaniel couldn't get an interview, a former Denver Broncos ball boy, number one, and number two, couldn't get an interview. Like, the Broncos didn't think enough of him to interview him for their head coaching job. A-Chain and Mostert, by the way, 96 point and a half points. That was more than Ken Walker, Christian McCaffrey, Zach Moss, and James Conner combined hmm. running backs three through six yep. so those two who obviously were number one and two in fantasy points combined for more than three through six i mean it just anyway if you had historic, to play against them this yeah. weekend you should drink free but we have a different surprise for that right later. exactly 100 percent. i want people but please tweet and i'm having people do this but tweet at me at matthew barry tmr or exit me whatever you want to call it whatever i want to see uh who played because there's the way the draft fell you easily could have played against like justin herbert um, uh, Raheem Mostert and like you know whether CMC right or or Ken Walker could have had Keenan you know somebody had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams or like Jefferson you know what I mean like it, it just kind of this you know I, I've already seen some people that like you know face like 250 point games like they're just you know ridiculous and somebody Cruel. picked up Zach Moss Cruel off world. the waiver wire and they played a kicker league and Matt Gay had a monster game you know or Brandon Aubrey so anyway I want to see it Bill's defense you know Commanders. Anyway, we'll get to that. Moving over to Chargers at Minnesota. The Chargers pull out a sweaty one, 28-24 on the back of Justin Herbert, who completed 40 of 47 passes for over 400 yards, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, though, the story in this game, as you see Herbert with a monster fantasy week, Keenan Allen caught 18 of 20 targets for 215 yards and also threw a 49-yard touchdown pass, Jay. Keenan Allen. On a day they lose Mike Williams, which is a shame. Keenan Allen reminds everybody the superstar that he is. Yeah, he is indeed. And in terms of guys leading the league in targets, you think of the workhorses in Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill. Keenan Allen has more targets than any of them through three weeks. Uh, he is third in the league in receiving yards. And with the news that Mike Williams uh, may have a serious knee injury, that's the reporting so far, I mean, everything... So, sorry, so he's just been a fit... It's an ACL, ACL for yeah. uh, Mike right. Williams. Um, Brutal. Which is terrible news. But in terms of Keenan Allen's usage, uh, it's only going to go up. It, it certainly is. He returned from injury in week 11 of last year. And since that time, 
He's averaged 21.9 fantasy points per game. He's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. We talked a lot in the preseason about what we thought Kellen Moore would bring to this offense. Um, and honestly, look, I mean, again, the Cowboys are getting away with it because their defense is so good. But I think you can, you know, you want to talk about coaching, visible coaching. You can see it with the Chargers offense and you can see it with the Cowboys offense, the difference that Kellen Moore being in L.A. and not being in Dallas has made. To your point about Mike Williams now being out for the year, um, you know, there's not much else to say about Keenan Allen, but again, locked in wide receiver one has been and will continue to be so. I think, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow on the Wave Wire show, but um, with the news that Mike Williams has officially torn his ACL, is out for the year, as you see it there, uh, NFL Network reporting. Uh, quote, Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams has torn his ACL and is out for the season. The MRI confirmed that is from the NFL Network. And um, I would just, uh, first off, terrible. Um, pour one out for my Dynasty League team, by the way. Um, probably not the biggest concern for anyone here. But um, I feel terrible because Mike Williams, I love Mike Williams. He was having a great season. Um, this is tough for him. So get better, get soon. Uh, get better soon, quick, Mike. Let's talk about um, Josh Palmer, though. I know a lot of people are going to talk about, oh, Quentin Johnson, right. Quentin Johnson. John, Quentin Johnston, to me, has not looked fully ready for prime time yet, Connor. Yeah. And last year, Josh Williams played three games in which Keenan uh, Allen was active, but Mike Williams was out. 19% target share, average 13 fantasy points per game. To me, I feel like Josh Palmer is the pickup here, and Quentin Johnson remains just kind of a – Late season stash if you got a deep bench. I'm with you. Quentin Johnson coming out of college was inconsistent. He wasn't a guy that majority of his games he'd have over 100 yards or they'd lean on him. He was an inconsistent route runner. The ball skills for a guy that size were up and down. He was actually better with the ball in his hands for a bigger player than the ball skills. So I think for the Chargers, they care about winning right now. And Josh Palmer's been there long enough that you think they would lean on him. Maybe there's a halfway point or later in the season where like, oh, Quentin Johnson is ready to be on the field and I'll catch a touchdown here or there. But I would be surprised if Kellen Moore views it that way right now. I think it's a concern as well that we've seen guys come into the NFL as wide receivers and have immediate impacts. Last year, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Justin Jefferson, his rookie season. Guys are able to come in. Jordan to Addison right now. Jordan Addison right now. Uh, Tank Dell right now is the number one wide receiver on his team already, it seems Fukunaku. like, with Nico. <laughs> Fukunaku is the best player in football, apparently. And then Quentin Johnson, who's had, what's he had? He's had... Eight targets in three games, which isn't great, and he just isn't being utilized. He was kind of down their depth chart in the preseason as well. I think Josh Palmer is clearly the guy that you want at the moment over Quinn yeah. Johnson, and Johnson's just the hope and staff. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I mean, they, they couldn't, um, and I think it's important to talk about, as we're talking about the Chargers offense, they couldn't get the ball running. They couldn't move the ball on the ground. Like, the only way they're, I mean, which is helpful if you have Keenan Allen, if you have, uh, I think, Josh Palmer moving forward. If you have Donald Parham, because, God forbid, Gerald Everett ever fall into the end zone. Like, it's, it's apparently Donald Parham's world. Um, XFL superstar Donald Parham. Uh, but Josh Kelly, who, like, was on my love list, I thought, okay, look, it was a tough matchup last week against Tennessee, but he should be able to run against Minnesota. Everyone runs against Minnesota. Nope. 11 rushes for 12 yards. You know, Don't forget the one you know. catch for five. Yeah, I mean, absolutely killed all my DraftKings lineups. Sorry about that. That was bad. Like, uh, just completely missed it. Look, he's had two games. He's averaging 2.1 yards per carry. He's had two total targets. He's had under 40 rushing yards in five of the six games where he gets 40% of the snaps. I feel like, Connor, this is just somebody who just – he's just – maybe he's just not good at football. Just a guy. <laughs> like, he's, he's just, just a guy. he's just a guy. Like, I feel like every time he's got an opportunity, he just doesn't do anything with it. 
Yeah, and the Chargers, they've looked for these backup running backs. They drafted Isaiah Spiller. They yeah. have Joshua Kelly. The matter of the fact is, and maybe Austin Eckler is right every time he asks for more money because the run game and the pass game to the running backs when Austin Eckler's out – it's not a drop-off. It goes down to the basement. Josh Kelly made Austin Eckler a lot of money uh, yesterday. Right. Yeah. No one else. He didn't make anyone else any money, but he made Austin Eckler a lot of money because, yeah, you see how much they need him. I do think as well another takeaway out of this game is I don't think the Chargers are very good, which might be good for fantasy purposes. I think they're going to play in a lot of shootouts. And, look, they threw the ball 48 times yesterday, and the defense just hasn't worked so far. And so I think that there is going to be a lot of yardage around, and guys like Herbert, Allen, Palmer are really going to benefit. By the way, speaking of that, I mean, like, so they play the Raiders next week. Then they have an early bye. Okay, after that, Dallas at Kansas City, home to Chicago. So the only one that scares you is the Cowboys, right? Because the Chiefs, I think it'll be a lot of junk time. And then uh, Chicago, you know. um, Even with the Cowboys, whatever Josh Dobbs can do, presumably Justin Herbert can do too. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, they definitely, they're hurting on their, yeah, exactly. The Diggs injury hurts the Cowboys secondary as well. Um, last thing from this game, real quickly before we move on, just the other side of the ball. You mentioned K.J. Osborne and, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Addison continue to impress. Jefferson Jefferson doing Jefferson Jefferson type things. Uh, and Kirk Cousins continues to be he your can, number one quarterback. He can support all of them. It, it, it's really impressive. Yeah. Alexander Madison, I just, you may have looked at the box score and you're like, oh, hey, 20 for 93. He catches five balls for 32. All right, good. He's going to hold off Cam Akers. I he had another bad fumble in this one, guys. Like, I don't. I, the production w- the production was good, um, but the and the fact is he got eighty two percent of the team rushes right in in back to back games now. But again, brutal fumble. He made a couple of miscues that just drive coaches crazy. And again, when you've got coaches that are sitting there with Cam Akers, who they know and they trust, regardless of whether what whatever we think of Cam Akers, I I don't think you're out of the woods with Alexander Madison just yet. Yep, agreed. Yeah, I think he's just not explosive and efficient right now. So I'm with you on that one. Our next game here, one of the surprises, not the surprise, but one of the surprises of the weekend. The Texans beat Jacksonville pretty pretty easily, honestly. Two for the Texans, 37-17. to Uh, We'll get to all the good with the Texans offense in just a bit, but I think the highlight from fantasy is the bad in this game because of the expectations around Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. And we got to hear from both Trevor Lawrence and a frustrated Calvin Ridley on this rough game. It's frustrating that this is a team that has played together a lot, has won a lot of big games, has played great down the stretch of last season. And to not click so far is definitely frustrating. And, um, but we have the right guys, and there's, there's, the, the locker room is tight. We believe in one another. That's not going to change. Obviously, the drop early. Are, are you, are you lacking some confidence right now? The last couple of weeks, you want me to let confidence? <laughs> not just. Oh man, just, a, just lack of concentration in that moment, in that moment. Can the whole offense though lack confidence when things aren't going right? I mean, we shouldn't. I mean, but, you know, things trickle down. Yeah, I mean, but we shouldn't. Trevor Lawrence really leaning into the sunshine thing, right? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Excellent well, shirt. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's excellent. it. you got to pack two shirts, though, for every game. A win, a win shirt and a, and a losing shirt. shirt. That was The win shirt somehow made it on. It looks <laughs> like one of the bank robbers in Point Bright at the moment. That's <laughs> kind of the look that he's A little bit. Um, yeah, it's definitely a little bit, I want to party with you, Cowboy. Uh, but 
From this offense, here's the other thing. I don't think it gets easier. Okay, so their next two games are in London. Uh, the Jaguars play the Falcons and the Bills. It's diabolical. Back-to-back <laughs> London games. Right, back-to-back so London games. Like, brutal. But, beyond, I mean, Jacksonville's made a point of wanting to be in London. Um, but, like, I don't think Atlanta's a terrible defense, guys. I mean, they just they, – they held Detroit, yeah, you know, like, they, they, they're not a pushover defense. And then, obviously, Buffalo – then they come home to Indianapolis. Colts, you know, just played solid defense against uh, the Ravens. And then they're on the road at New Orleans on a short week for Thursday Night Football. Brutal. Like, the Saints have a very good defense. So, like, two of the next four are really good defenses. And the other two, I think, are middle of the pack or above average defenses. So, I, I think you are right to be a little bit nervous here uh, about, about these guys. Now, again, they didn't have Zay Jones here. Um, but... You know, Trevor Lawrence has one game with multiple touchdown passes this season. He's been under 15 fantasy points in two or three games this season. Schedule doesn't get any easier. I do think I'm still sticking with Ridley. Like, you know, he's still got a, a high target share here. Uh, again, um, I, you know, he, he came very close, you know, on some touchdowns. I think, like, the feet get down a little bit quicker. I think the narrative changes on Calvin Ridley. Um, but with Lawrence, is guys, is Lawrence still a must-start, no-brainer QB1? I don't. I'm not sure. I think he's, he's right there, just because they've been abominable on third and fourth down, and that just tanks all their drives, obviously. And then all, he's just had these drops, these crazy drops that have cost him really dearly. He's been inches away from touchdowns the past couple of weeks, should have had one early in the game yesterday. So I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. I believe in the talent. I believe in his weapons. I think they'll be okay. The one good thing about the Jags' offense I, is Travis Etienne is getting work, and he yeah. is kind of living up to expectations, and he's getting work in the receiving game, which is cancelling out the tanks. I believe in his talent. Size. I believe in the offense and I was willing to uh, you know the Chiefs game in week two I was willing to say like you know what like if you go back and watch that like there were like so many close misses like they had eight trips to the red zone and like one foot out of bound and like it was just kind of just bad luck bad day at the office what are you going to do but then and listen Houston's played plucky defense this year but like when you're no you know I'm just starting I'm not thinking about a QB1 which is what we thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be like these are games that you know you're at home and even though Houston's been above average, it shouldn't be a defense that you're just, like, befuddled by, right? I, and, like, this is a dumb thing, but, like, his rushing prop, Trevor Lawrence's rushing prop was 14 and a half yards. And I was just like, oh, he's crushing that. I think, we, I, think I took the over on that on pregame. He didn't. He's not he running. He's not running. That's the other thing, too. And not that you expect him to be Lamar Jackson, but you'd expect him to get 20 yards. And we, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. There's still, I still believe in the talent with Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll be yep. okay in a bad division. But, uh, yeah, not great. To no, not great. The, the one, yeah. Go ahead. The, you su- go. the surprise is the Texans' offense to me. I mean, this group deserves, you know, the spotlight we're going to give them here. Barry, you said for weeks and months that Tank Dell was going to be a thing in fantasy. It's week three. He goes five catches uh, on seven targets, 145 yards and a touchdown. Tank Dell is a big-time player in terms of the explosive playability. And C.J. Stroud, his best game of his young pro career, very, very efficient, 20-32 touchdowns. I mean, this is the Texans are ahead of where they're supposed to be on offense, in my eyes. Coaching staff has done an absolutely phenomenal job here, and you were absolutely right about Tank Dell. I mean, I, I kept saying it in the preseason, like, Tank Dell's going to be a thing this year, and that time is now. Now, back-to-back weeks where he has led the team in targets. 17 targets his last two games, 12 for 217 and two touchdowns. In week three, he had an 84% route participation. Again, he is the future there, not Robert Woods. Noah Brown's injured. Like, 
Tank Dell's not coming back off the field. I still believe in Nico Collins, a bit of a quiet game for him. But, like, to me, that's the future is Nico Collins and Tank Dell. And to your point about C.J. Stroud, we'll talk about more about him tomorrow on the Waiver Wire Show because it's a good fantasy performance from C.J. Stroud. He has looked good. We've talked about this NFL-wise through three weeks. It's a defense we we think they're going to have to throw, especially given the fact that they, they have a banged-up offensive line. Hopefully they start getting some health back there. But, like, they're going to have to throw, and it's clear that this offense, uh, this coaching staff, has confidence in C.J. Stroud to keep throwing. Yep, agreed. And to me, the most important stat for the Texans' offense is that Stroud dropped back 33 times yesterday. Didn't get sacked once after getting sacked 11 times in the first two weeks. I wasn't sure that was possible, but the fact that he was able to navigate uh, pressure that way. I mean, what have you seen from Stroud so far, Connor? I just think he looks in control. You know, they hire Bobby Slowick. He comes over from San Francisco with D'Amico Ryans, and it's a a lot of quick game. It's a lot of... Uh, not half field reads, but he's just—he looks like he's seeing the field well, yeah, and yeah. he's—he's he's always been accurate. Reads. He's, yeah, he, he's calm in the pocket. Exactly, as well he's very composed. He has—he's always had good feeling. He's always been accurate, but the fact he's seeing the field matches so well with those things. And they have some explosive playmakers now that they haven't had in a long time. No, that's factually correct. And we'll talk again tomorrow on the waiver wire show about where. But Tank Dell obviously needs to be—you know—if yep. you haven't—if you—if you've been watching the show and you don't have Tank Dell, it's your own fault because Lord knows we've—we've we've talked him up a ton. But um, we'll talk about where, like. To me, I'd rather tank Dell than Josh Palmer, just yep. of the two guys we've talked about today at wide receiver. Yep. Agreed. And just lastly, quick one. Damian Pierce saves his day by getting in the end zone, but again, he needs an offensive line back before he's going to yeah. provide value and be a no-brainer. The, the so. positives are that their upcoming schedule is the Steelers, you can run on them, at Atlanta, so-so. Home to New Orleans, that's not great, but at Carolina. So three of the next four are either good or middle-of-the-road matchups. I would buy low on Damian Pierce now because their schedule just rests the season as a last-place team last year. is very, very easy. Stroud is good. I think they're going to be in more favorable game scripts than anticipated, and the offensive line will get healthier. Agreed. Our last game here, another upset. The Colts under Gardner Minshew, not Anthony Richardson, beat the Ravens 22-19. to And we'll start with the Ravens first because Lamar Jackson – Good completion percentage. He completes 22 or 31 passes for over 200 yards. But all of his work was on the ground in this game, Jay. I mean, he, he runs for over 100 yards. He has the two touchdowns, but didn't throw for any touchdowns. This just feels like it's the offense was built around Lamar, and all the new pieces and old pieces can't get anything else going consistently. Yep, a little bit of clarity in the Ravens' pass game in that this is the second game out of three that Zay Flowers has had double-digit targets. He looks like the guy. Ravens shouldn't have lost this game. Ridiculous not to call the holding uh, on Zay Flowers on effectively the decisive play of the game. Uh, and also the Colts kicker touched God basically yesterday and just could not yeah. miss from outside 50 yards. But look, with Lamar, at least he saw the rushing. 101 rushing yards, gets the two touchdowns on the ground. He's just, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. He's going to be an elite fantasy option. But again, the high-flying, high-octane Todd Munkin passing offense just hasn't reared its head in the first three weeks. Yeah, I was promised a high-flying <laughs> offense. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm, I where want my money high, back. I'm, I'm annoyed. Uh, I'm annoyed. He has zero passing touchdowns in two of his three games played this year, and it's not getting easier. They're at Cleveland next week. Who have the I mean, best that, defense in the league right they, now. I mean, the Bra- exactly. The Browns defensively are awesome, are just absolutely awesome. After that, it gets easier at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee, home to Detroit. So that'll be my advice is that if you have a panicky manager in your league that's nervous about Lamar Jackson, even Mark Andrews, who's off to a slow start for him, like, Wait one week and then pounce because it will get better. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah. on Cleveland's defense. So in terms of success rate against a defense, the three best games of any team this year, Cleveland Week 1, Cleveland Week 3, Cleveland Week 2. They've had the three best defensive performances of the entire season. That is an absolute defensive juggernaut. It's just the Steelers scored 26 against them because they scored two defensive touchdowns themselves. But uh, that is a frightening defense and the best in the league right now. Uh, so the Ravens are going to have to figure something out. Yeah, Jim Schwartz, one of the best DCs in the entire league. How about no, the Colts yeah. side of this, Barry? Uh, Gardner Minshew starts the game. Michael Pittman catches nine passes on 11 targets for 77 yards. And Zach Moss's success continues on 30 carries for 122 yards. He gets the touchdown on a catch. Are these guys now starting every week in fantasy lineups, Pittman and Moss? Yeah, I mean, look, the Moss thing is just, it's literally Jonathan Taylor, right? You know, when if Jonathan Taylor comes back in week five and is he on the Colts? That's the question. If he is on the Colts, then no. But until Jonathan Taylor is back as the starting running back of the Colts, yeah, Zach Moss. I mean, the usage is unbelievable. We talked about it on Fantasy Football pregame as well. He's in the love list this week as well. Over the last two games, he's averaging 85% of the team snaps. He's one of only three running backs with 30 or more touches in a game this season. DeAndre Swift and, of course, Tony Pollard on that list as well. Since week 15 of last season, right, when, when he basically was traded over from Buffalo and it sort of became the guy for the Colts, he's the 13th best running back in fantasy in a points-per-game basis. Um, he's, you know, he's averaging over 21 touches a game. So just massive usage. It was nice to see him catch a few balls in yeah. this game as well. Like, he caught two receptions and scored a receiving touchdown. So the fact that he's not a complete zero in the passing game, which I think we thought is interesting, I think you lower him a little bit when Richardson comes down because there's some vulture potential there. But, no, they, they clearly believe in Zach Moss. And, like, like again, we're Team Jonathan Taylor here, but – Seeing the success of Zach Moss, sort of, you sort of get Jim Irsay's point of like, why am I going to pay you when I'm getting this kind of production out of Zach Moss? Yeah, looking forward to seeing Jonathan Taylor in the Elijah Mitchell, uh, Zeke Elliott role supporting uh, superstar Zach Moss. I mean, you just, I have no idea what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. Is he going to come back and just be Jonathan Taylor again, or is he just not going to play football yeah. this year? We still have no clarity Or gets at all. traded. And, and the Dolphins like, don't look like they need him, no, by the way. Do. They certainly do not. But I, so there, there are teams out there that could certainly use yeah. a, a, a running back here. So, But, yes, as long as Jonathan Taylor is not playing, Zach Moss is a locked-in, you know, high-end RB2. And Michael Pittman, I never understood his ADP. Like, mm. again, people thought, well, Richard's not going to throw at all. And certainly he's throwing more than we thought. But he like, gets 100 like, targets every year. 100 targets every year. He's a very talented player. Um, I like Josh Downs. I like what I see out of Josh Downs. I think, you know, deeper leagues, that's a guy to keep on your radar here. But, yeah, I mean... Michael a couple Pittman. players for Alec Pierce. Yeah, a couple <laughs> players for Alec Pierce, exactly. But that, that would be the pecking order for me, yep. by the way, is, is Pittman, Downs, Pierce. Um, but not much else to say other than, like, you know, good for the Colts, man. Good for Shane Steichen. Yeah. yeah. The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talents in men's rugby take the stage as 20 countries compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, hard-inning action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live on Peacock all the way through the final on October 28th, with games also available on CNBC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. 
Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Mahomes looking right back of the end zone. Caught touchdown. Kansas City for the 48th time finds Travis Kelsey nine yards deep in the end zone, and the Chiefs lead. 40 to nothing, three touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. No, she was going to be here to tell anyone that. Yeah, but he, he told he told me at like the last minute, but there's some things with Trav where he kind of just says it, and you're like, you don't know if it's true or not. It was like Friday, he was just like, uh, yeah, I think, I think she's coming to the game today. And then just moved about his business, I mean, to the game this weekend, and then moved about his business. So you're kind of like, it's, I, guess it's, I guess that just happens, I guess. So uh, I don't know, it's just Travis. Weekend Warriors, that was Patrick Mahomes, by the way, talking about Taylor Swift being at the game, and Bill Belichick actually uh, spoke on this. He would say, I would say Travis Kelsey has had a lot of big catches in his career. This would be the biggest. Look at Bill Belichick doing humor. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. Yes, catching <laughs> catching Taylor Swift. I mean, or, a, you know, a great line um, from Bill. You know, lots, of, lots of Taylor Swift-related news, like, by the way. And you know who drinks free today? It's Donna Kelsey. Donna Kelsey, like, whatever. Everyone's like, oh, hey, Travis might be dating Taylor Swift. Donna Kelsey got, like, three-plus hours next to Taylor Swift. Like, that's pretty good, you know, in the, uh, in the box pressure, there. Though, that's too. a lot of that's a lot, a lot of pressure. pressure. Like, hey, mom, uh, I'm going to put you next to Taylor Swift for <laughs> right, right, uh, the entire game. Right, yeah, exactly. Donna, though, unfaced. Don, yeah, the kind of kind of you know magical ride that Donna Kelsey's had uh, over the last year. Or so. Just I, continues. I just, just, yeah, just just. Hey, by the way, and if you saw some of the shots there, like a lot of it was just Donna Kelsey's watching the game, and Taylor's like talking to her. Yeah. She's just like, oh yeah, yeah, it's nice, <laughs> nice Taylor. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what it's like. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Travis does uh, this every week. So anyway, you know, listen. I'm a proud Swifty as well. Um, well done on uh, Travis Kelsey. Listen, sometimes you put things out into the universe and they happen. Mm. Good for good for Killer Trav there. And by the way, good for Taylor Swift. She seemed to have a lot of fun at the game. Here's hoping these two young kids found love. Yeah, she you was know. into it. She was she all was, in. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> if you could read her mouth, you yes. know, I think I think she said the f word there. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that on it's Peacock. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. yeah. What did she say? <laughs> I, I, she said, uh, let's freaking go. Yeah. I don't think she said yeah. freaking. <laughs> does she curse Taylor Swift? Apparently so. she does. All right. Yeah. We'll find out at, uh, maybe she'll come to MetLife for Sunday Night I tweeted, I tweeted Night this Football. out. It's, uh, yeah, LFG, mm. Taylor's version. Yes. Which I thought was semi-clever. <laughs> anyway, we're, uh, we're all big fans of Taylor Swift here. It's we're also big fans of Travis Kelsey. At least I am. Listen, you like got three dollars. I got, no, Taylor Swift. I'm just, I'm just letting you in right now. Yeah, it's coming. You have, you have, you have three daughters. Mm. So, yes, get on board. At some point, okay. Taylor Swift is coming into your life. Yep. Might as well get on board now. So it's like Dev on A-Chain? Yes. To get in early? Yeah, yes. That's to be yeah. awake it's, early, yeah. then awake it's, late? It's, it's no. like Thanos. It's inevitable. Okay. It's inevitable. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, like, you'll enjoy it. Just come on in. The water's fine. Become a Swifty. I love it. Uh, so, anyway, glad she had a great time there. Glad she got to see her potential new beau. 
score a touchdown. It was a... Uh, and then they left the game. I mean, anyway, the whole thing, it's, it's he rented out a restaurant afterwards. Stay tuned. They yeah. come to MetLife on Sunday to, we, play, uh, to play the Jets, it will the high-powered Jets it's, offense. That is Sunday Night Football. It's right. Uh, Chiefs at uh, New York uh, for the Jets to be right here on Sunday Night Football. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Taylor does yeah. come to the Big Apple. Mahomes the East Rutherford. Rutherford. Wentz, hopefully. East Rutherford. Well, yeah. You, know, yeah, you can kind of see the Big Apple, but you're in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> She's played East Rutherford. She's played MetLife yeah, Stadium she, before. Right. So that's once right. again, maybe she just goes to the stadiums that she's played and not to see uh, her, uh, her her friend there play. All right, All right our weekend let's warriors. On. Let's, let's start right, let's with Amari Cooper, who has a monster game. Seven catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Almost 25 fantasy points. A, currently a top 10 wide receiver on the week. I think most notably, though, Barry, finally a good week from Deshaun Watson. Who, yes. If you have and, Amari Cooper, you need way, that from Watson. So, as a mate, this was this should have been a touchdown. Yes. This was called. He, they say he stepped out of bounds on he's this right play. There. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's not even close. Like that might be the worst. His that, orange cleats on white lines. I mean, not not since Curtis Samuel got mugged in the oh, end no. zone last year has up, there yeah. been a call Drink. this egregious. Um, I wonder if it was the same ref, too. That, I mean, like, that's a bad, bad call. So, Amari Cooper, monster game, 7 for 1, 16 and a touchdown. Honestly, should have been two should've touchdowns been and should have been, like, 136 yards, you know, 140. Like, again, just an absolutely outrageous game. To your point, yes, the most important – Amari Cooper doing Amari Cooper things. But Deshaun Watson finally looked good, guys. Yep. That's probably the most relevant, I think, football takeaway from the whole week is that Deshaun Watson kind of looked like the guy that he was in Houston for the first time. If I was going to make one bet on the Super Bowl right now, it would be the Browns at 24-1. to So I think they got the best defense in the league. And if that Watson shows up again, then they can be as good as anyone. But the fact that he's able to have that kind of day, 27-33, 289, two touchdowns, Takes the three sacks, but no picks. He looked really good. Yeah, and I think, listen, next week, listen, he did what he should have do because the Titans' defense is brutal, especially their pass defense, right? Their run defense is good, but their pass defense is brutal. So he looked good against a bad pass defense. He did what he should do. They play Baltimore next week, then they're on a bye, then they're home to San Francisco. So the next three weeks, I think, will be really telling for Deshaun Watson, but certainly a positive sign for him and the entire offense as well. Worth mentioning, Elijah Moore now has 25 targets in three games this season. It's finally happening for Elijah Moore. Now, it's all like at the line of scrimmage, right. but they're manufacturing touches for him, which I think is interesting. Jay, how about Sam Laporta this week? He's currently in line to finish his tight end one, depending how Monday Night Football goes. Uh, catches eight passes for 84 yards and a touchdown. He has been, listen, he's been on the field all preseason. He's been on the field all regular season. He's a consistent thing in this Detroit Lions offense. I mean, he's tight end two in fantasy right now, three weeks into the season. He's been a monster, and outside of Amon Ra St. Brown, he's been the guy. He's just the locked and loaded. You start him every single week, uh, and he's going to be a top five, six tight end the rest of the way. I think you're right. Second highest target share on the team after uh, the Sun got at least five receptions every game this year. It's only going to get better again. We like Jared Goff. We like this offense. Sam Laporta, I agree with you. Locked in as a mid-tier tight end one. Like yep. he's, he's right there like with Dallas Goddard. Yep. The Packers with a wild game, and a lot of that inspired by Jordan Love's second half. Jordan Love finishes the game 22 of 44, 259 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Ends up, though, guys, with uh, over 24 fantasy points because of the rushing. Nine rushes, 39 yards, and gets in the end zone on the rushing there. I mean, we talked about Barry Trevor Lawrence, if you can continue to start him, and the question is raised because some lower-end quarterbacks are kind of making their way up in the fantasy rankings like a Jordan Love. I know. Jordan Love, I mean, he continues to put up fantasy points, to your point. I mean, he's the sixth-best quarterback in fantasy, and his upcoming schedule is pretty nice. 
home to Detroit, at Las Vegas, and a bye, then at Denver. Oh, fiesta. I mean, I mean that's right. Exactly. I mean, it, so it is. I think, you know, he's had back-to-back games with over 20 rushing yards here. He's averaging 22.5 fantasy points per game, and it also feels it feels a little bit fluky. But, you know, and in terms of real life, he's, I think, inconsistent in terms of some of the throws. But also, by the way, no Christian Watson in this game, no Aaron Jones. Like, A.J. Dillon's giving you nothing. So let's see what he does when he's got a complete offense. So, I, yeah. I'm in on Jordan Love as a viable streamer. Certainly next week, he'll probably be in others receiving votes. The Love, Love will make the Love list. By the way, this is pointing out to me in the, pre, in, so. the, in the break. I just, as long as we're talking Love-Hate real quickly, like, I'm taking strays for no reason. I originally thought uh, I was going to put Josh, I had Josh Kelly on my initial list. But then um, I'll give some credit here. I was talked out of putting him on. So we actually didn't actually put him on the Love list. So, again, I did play him in my DraftKings lineup. So, I mean, I'll take that stray, like whatever. And I did think he'd have a a better game than he did. But just so you want to know, like he was not on the love list. Raheem Mostert was on the love list, though. So you're welcome, America. Okay. Do you want to talk about Damien Pierce? Or should we talk about uh, Jordan Love? No, no, let's move on. Jay, how about the volume for Kenneth Walker? 18 carries, 97 yards. He gets in the end zone twice. More importantly, he also catches three passes for 59 yards. A big day for Kenneth Walker. Big day for Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Really favorable game script in the second. Off. And I think the big thing there is that Zach Charbonnet isn't a thing uh, at the moment. So Kenneth Walker, I mean, yeah, he's a RB1, low-end RB1, high-end RB2 until further notice in an offense that has found its way after a terrible week one against the Rams. Listen, guys, when we found out Bryce Young was ruled out, our fantasy reaction was maybe Andy Dalton can do more for this passing offense. And that comes to fruition. Adam Thielen catches 11 passes, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Barry, this was a throwback Adam Thielen performance. 23 targets now over his past two games. Again, game script favor. But, like, their schedule is really nice. Minnesota at Detroit at Miami. Miami's a really good defense, but they'll be blown out. So, you know, second-time <laughs> junk point. Look, look, it just goes to show you oh, no. there's value from old people. Hello. You know, and, and so, uh, you know, I just want to say, like, hey, Adam yeah. Thielen, we are a pro Adam Thielen. We are, we are pro AARP. We are pro AARP here at the happy hour. Tough 80 uh, seconds for Barry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Um, uh, by the way, uh, DJ Shark had a nice game here as well. Jonathan Mingo left this game with an injury. Hayden Hurst is no longer a thing. You can feel free to drop him. We'll talk about more about tomorrow. But, yes, as long as Adam Thielen is healthy, he's going to lead this team in target share and be a viable wide receiver. I know he's, you know, 31 fantasy points. I don't think you're going to see every week. But do I think he's a viable wide receiver 2-3 kind of on that cusp? I do because of the massive target share. Yeah. I like the Barry just as straight. Completely buried the soul of Hayden Hurst. And uh, the Panthers might as well not bother showing up for the Miami game. Uh, so that's a 20-point loss. Well, on the bright side, I have to deal with Do you disagree <laughs> yeah. with either of those statements? I don't. I don't. It All right. Thank brutal. you very much. No, 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 I agree. Listen, the surprise of the week had to be the Arizona Cardinals beating the Dallas Cowboys. And James Conner, we knew the volume would be there this year for James Conner. Shout out to uh, the scrappy Josh Dobbs. You but know I love Josh Dobbs. That's one of my guys. He's like, easy to I, root for, he, man. He's easy he to really root for. Is. If you took the names off the back of the jerseys, who's the better quarterback yesterday, Dak Prescott or Josh Dobbs? I, I think it was Josh Dobbs, and I don't think it was particularly close. Josh Dobbs had only had one more incomplete pass yesterday than Tua Tagovailoa, who had one of the greatest performances ever. Josh Dobbs had, whatever, week one, tough game against my commanders, my mighty commanders. But Josh Dobbs, like... We're going to talk about him tomorrow on the waiver wire. Mm. Josh Dobbs is averaging, I think, about 20 fantasy points a game over the last two. Like, Josh Dobbs is suddenly like, wait, what? Who's, he's doing what? Like, but, I mean, like, it's unbelievable. And as Josh Dobbs goes, the reason we're bringing up Josh Dobbs is because he's moving the offense, which means James Conner is moving the offense. The fact that James Conner was the sixth best running back in fantasy was ended on Monday night against the Cowboys, 
is pretty impressive. Again, everyone was talking to us in the preseason about when we're like, why are you talking about James Conner? He's so gross. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's off. <laughs> you know, they did. They're like, oh, like oh gross, the Cardinals offense. And I'm like, 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 the cheap volume. We talked about this, this cheap volume you could get in the fifth, sixth, seventh round all throughout the preseason as well. James Conner was on the preseason love list. Thank you very much. And he's now had back-to-back games with over 100 yards from scrimmage. He's averaging over 16 fantasy points per game through three games a season. 76% of his team's running back touches for James Conner as well. It just, this is completely legitimate. Josh Dobbs has given this offense enough of a lift that when you can do this against Dallas, yeah. you know, the volume's going to be there. Locked yeah. in RB2. This is why you don't pay Daniel Jones, because guys like Josh Dobbs are out there. And the thing with him is six carries for 55 yards. James Conner and Adam Thielen, friends of the show as well. Uh, so congratulations to them. I hope they can keep it up. Josh Dobbs making it his personal mission that Caleb Williams does not end up on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Good you know, for Josh You know who could use Josh Dobbs right now? The New York Jets. Uh, you getting kidding, partner. All right. Sunday. Speaking of that, Sunday's scary. Easy transition. I sat and watched all of uh, the Jets' offense, which we'll get to yesterday. Right. But we in, fairness, start... in fairness to you, you're paid to do so. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's start with Derrick Henry. Eleven that's, carries. That's, that's same with our producers. Our producers like I, I had to watch you know Barry for an hour. I'm like we still don't know if they watch. Do so. no. It's fair. <laughs> we actually have no proof that's of that. Good point. Penn State Blake over there just making bets left and right. All right, using <laughs> his guillotine fab. Yeah. Derrick Henry, eleven carries, twenty yards. Just nothing working for Tennessee yesterday, Barry. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. Again, they played what we believe to be the best defense in the NFL, but, like, it's a decimated offensive line. Ryan Tannehill looks like a shell of himself. Right. I, I, you know, and, and so I, I, they had, they've had in two out of three games this season, this will make you feel better, I think, if you're a Derrick Henry manager, zero snaps, literally zero snaps inside an opponent's 10-yard lines in two or three games this year. And so I, I just think that I think you could see a scenario where it's going south quickly. I could see a scenario where Derrick Henry either gets hurt or traded to a contender, and it is the Tajay Spears show over the second half of the year. We'll talk more about him tomorrow, but again, just bad offensive line, bad offense in a tough matchup. Yep, that team, they were sending tight, multiple tight ends in motion, the Titans, to try and block Miles Garrett because the offensive lineman had no prayer against him. So that's a concern for Derrick Henry. Bijan Robinson, Connor, he's just going to have these games where he does nothing, I think, because he's just tanked by Desmond Ritter. He did hit your receiving prop mm-hmm. for your pickup line, so he yep. gets the 27 yards through the air, but 33 yards on 10 carries. I mean, let's be real with the Falcons right now. Teams are going to sell out on the Bijan run until Ritter shows he can actually play the quarterback position. Taylor yeah. Heineke is knocking on the door. I'm just, we, we are begging for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, Ritter was brutal. Yeah, Ritter good. was brutal. Um, Ramondre uh, Stevenson, another, you know, this is another rough day. This was an ugly game with him and Brees Hall both getting nothing going on the ground. Ramondre, 19 carries, the volume's there, only 59 yards. He, this is the bigger thing, Barry. Only one catch for three yards. He dropped a no-brainer catch, too. And the ra- it was rainy. Just nothing was really working for him. And, in they're at, and they're at Dallas next week. I will say that, like, I think Zeke looked like the better running back. You know, and I'm a big Ramondre guy, but I think that – and they used Zeke towards the end of the game there when they were trying to, you know, close it out and everything like that. But, like, this might be more of a committee than we think going forward. Certainly nervous about them at Dallas and then home to New Orleans in the next two for the Patriots. That's tough. Brees Hall – you just got to hang tough, I think. Like, you again, can't sell low. You, you it won't be Zach Wilson forever. No, 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 no. And they'll, I think they'll won't be do... Zach Wilson for two weeks. You, can, right. you can't keep, you can't keep playing him. Also, we cannot have the Jets and Patriots keep playing each other. One of them needs to leave the division. Every single game is absolutely terrible. It this is, is now three straight, just unwatchable I mean, for You think you're frustrated. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. unbearable. Try imagine eight it. hours of content on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> imagine you were paid to have to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's what, think about Connor's life. Totally. Connor's life somehow has led him to have to, he's, you know, he's forcibly. My exact quote was, the Jets keep 
putting on the same movie and expecting a different ending. And with that, we will go to break. We're taking, uh, when we're back, it's last call. It's our Monday Night Football preview with our best bets. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, let's take a look at the most bet props for Monday Night Football, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings here. A.J. Brown alternate receiving yards of 50-plus, which is odds of minus 295. You probably won't be hitting the jackpot on that one, but that's the most popular. A.J. Brown receiving yards over 67.5. That's his actual line. Uh, that's at minus 125. Mike Evans receiving yards over. Puka Nakua receiving yards over. That's set at 64.5. And, and then A.J. Brown, another alternate receiving yards over 68.5. A, a lot of A.J. Brown love, guys. Yeah. Jay, what do you love? just completely bodied. The alternate receiving yards of 50-plus yeah. as well, Connor. I like yeah. that. Uh, of those ones, I think Puka Nakua is the most interesting one because he's just an impossible guy to price. Like, you just yeah. you have no idea where to set the line. 64.5, to me, that's too low. He's a guy... Because there's so much variance in him, you back the alternate overs. Like, go back 125-plus uh, in the 8-1 to one range because he's had 35 targets through two weeks. My yeah. best bet tonight is Chris Godwin over 52.5 receiving yards. Avante Maddox on IR. I think the slot corner is going to be a weakness of the Eagles. And I think that Baker will be throwing tonight. Godwin goes over 52.5. I like that a lot. And I'm also going to say, again, I think the middle of the field is where you attack Philadelphia. The Eagles give up the second most yards to opposing tight ends. So give me Kate Otten over 25.5 receiving yards tonight. I also like Jalen Hurts under 44 and a half rushing yards as well. Bucks have allowed the fourth fewest rushing yards per game this season. They held Justin Fields to three yards last week. And Jalen Hurts been under 40 rushing yards in both games this season. So give me the under 44 and a half rushing yards for Jalen Hurts tonight. For me, guys, a simple one. I'm going Matthew Stafford over one and a half passing touchdowns. I feel like that's set a little low. The Rams live in 11 personnel. This passing offense is good. Jay, you said yeah. every week Stafford looks like his old self, and they found new weapons in Puka Nakua, 2-2 Atwell. I think Stafford gets two passing touchdowns. We forget that he literally won the Super Bowl like 20 months ago. Uh, against this team. <laughs> yeah, against against this the team. Bengals. Yeah. Largely yeah. because of him that season, yeah, too. Yeah, he almost won Super Bowl MVP. And he's, he just looks back to being that guy. And the other thing is, is the expectation at, as a 
the, when we're doing this is that Joe Burrow is going to play. So, again, we think the Bengals' offense will be more efficient, and they're scoring more, and so the Rams will have to throw to keep up. Like, we don't expect this to be a low-scoring game as long as Joe Burrow is on the other side. Yep, line has moved from Bengals minus 1.5 to Bengals minus 3, so hitting the key number. So expecting that, I'm not sure what Burrow is going to look like, but I suspect that Burrow, even in limited capacity, is probably going to be better than Jake Browning or A.J. McCarron or whomever. Uh, so right. it should be a high-scoring, fantasy-friendly game. Jay, one more here. If Puka Nakua just has his third monster week in a row, is this line starting to move to a totally different place? It feels like they're still underestimating a little bit as the number one wide receiver. I mean, yeah, it could be mid-high 70s next week if he goes off again. Uh, and he's got a chance to put himself back in the offensive rookie of the year conversation with Bijan and C.J. Right. Stroud. A.J. Brown reception on the first drive is at plus 130 on DraftKings. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, so I kind of like that as well. Listen, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Jay and Connor. I'm Matthew Barry. Swifties drink free. Peace out. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.